Well, hello. Welcome to this month's episode as we continue talking about friendship here on All Things Dorothy's Daughter. I am your host. My name is Nini. And boy, I've just been having a fantastic time having these conversations and being able to discuss the podcast after each episode has aired. And so on today's episode, I do not have a guest, but what I'm going to do is I received a letter from someone and they sent this letter to me um, through Facebook Messenger and asked, should they write this letter to their best friend? So I'd like to read this letter to you and I'd like to share my perspective on my thought process as we unpack the information that's in this letter. So get ready. We're going to go through it now. And thanks for joining. So the letter starts out, dear friend, we have known each other for a number of years. And I'm confident that you understand why I'm writing this. Lately, our friendship has felt like walking on eggshells. Once upon a time, We were a safe space where it mattered zero if we were farting, (laughs) if we were experimenting with crazy hair, if we were naked, if you were changing your perspective of the world, or if I was obsessing with something new that I was doing. There was a mutual trust, respect, and and authenticity. We were there for each other. And then it stopped. To be specific, you stopped. I know it sounds selfish, but it seems like you stopped trying. It has felt that, excuse me, it has felt that in the last years, excuse me, in the last few years, the text replies became less and the checking on me became less and the you can see me when you can became more. The excitement we both shared when hanging out became replaced by an anonymous sense of resentment of what I still do not know. Perhaps I read the vibe wrong. Perhaps I'm quote unquote paranoid, as you have said in the past. Perhaps I also, I'm also, or I was also insensitive towards you, but I've always counted on the fact that you love me, truly love me, to never be intentionally callous or malicious towards me. Um, so I don't understand why when I enthusiastically share new interest in something, you meet it with disinterest. Why when I gush about what I love and hate, you cut me off to change the topic. Why when you're hanging out with someone else, there seems to be more genuine laughter coming from you or being posted on social media. I don't understand. I don't understand why you insist on telling me news about people I cut off from my life that you know I'd rather not hear or talk about or why you tag me in sweetly captioned hashtag BFF social media posts when I have not seen, heard, nor felt the amount of tenderness from you in real life in some time. Do you know what 
what do you know what stings the most? You once told me you felt isolated and helpless because you didn't like your quote unquote other friends, but they're the ones you regularly hang out with. When I ask, so why do you keep being friends with them? You said, because I have no one else. They left you out, yet you exert more effort to maintain a friendship with them and your coworkers than with me. So now I'm gonna stop trying too. I'm going to stop choosing people who have stopped choosing me a long time ago. I won't allow you to ignore my boyfriend, now husband, on the pretext of him being just another guy you're crazy about. I won't allow you to dismiss topics I'm passionate about as just another Facebook post for attention, quote unquote. I won't allow you to give your to give your anxiety as an excuse, again, to trigger mine. I won't allow you to say, I've been busy when I answer every time you call or send me a text message. Like the other day, like the day I hugged you goodbye after pretending not to notice your friend's cold shoulder and you stood there, arms at your side, <laughs> not hugging me back. Do you, do you even know that literally gave me and still continues to give me vivid, hurtful nightmares over the past three months. You you would have had to, you you would have had, you would have had you cared to ask, but I guess you don't give a damn. Maybe I've compl complicated too much about the petty stuff. Maybe I developed principles you don't or didn't approve of. Maybe you're happy about the juvenile ways I acted out when we were growing up. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I guess I'll never know, will I? I'll never know because you talked more to other people about your problems with me instead of hashing it out with your quote unquote best friend. Here's the thing. No matter how pissed you are at each other, you're supposed to talk to each other. You're right. I'm selfish now. More selfish, shameless, and self-loving, which is precisely why I'm dumping you. Because relationships are a two-way street. We give and we take. And I've been giving and giving emotionally while you've been taking and taking and sometimes blocking me off altogether. So screw it. I've outgrown you. I will no longer subject myself to your eye-rolling nostril flaring disdain when I say I want to try for the good and believe I'm making progress. Yes, I fuck up a lot, still. Yes, I notice when you are turned off by something I say or do. Yes, I have also been ignorant, but I cannot continue to walk away from the rotten, but I cannot continue to walk away from the rotten parts of my identity when you belittle the steps I forward, I make moving forward. It said, let me read that again. It says, because I think I, I jumbled it up. It says, yes, I have also been ignorant, but I cannot continue to walk away from the rotten parts of my identity when you belittle the steps forward I make. I cannot, I cannot improve when you don't actively help me because you would rather make me feel bad when I screw up. I cannot be a better person when you constantly remind me you believe I never will be. You may continue to think I am as tiresome, malicious, and immature as ever. That's fine. 
but I will not stay long enough to passive-aggressively receive it from you anymore. You may sell my secrets to your new friends. You may even let them read this and mock me together over coffee. I don't care anymore. Hopefully, it can buy you their transparent friendship. I'm sorry if I ever failed you. As much as our last years have disappointed me, this was still difficult to finally say because it really feels like I've lost a sibling. I'd be lying if I said, I will always love you, quote unquote, because at some point you stop loving the people who hurt you. And I wish I could say, we can still be friends, but this isn't that kind of breakup. Despite this, I hope you know sincerely, I wish you nothing but the best and happiness. I hope you can learn to laugh again around people you don't secretly detest. I hope you find joy in your heart without having your hands dig for sorrow. I hope you befriend people who will cherish you without having to whisper bitterly about you. I hope your mother quits comparing you to others because we both know there is goodness in you. Most people cannot bring themselves to exercise. Perhaps one day we'll stumble into each other's lives and become genuine friends again. But for now, all I know is I cannot continue to grow in a healthy manner as a new person while I'm with you. May the next chapter of your life allow you to blossom. It's okay if I'm not in it. All the best. Wow. That is a, a letter for you, right? How many of you have either wished you would write a letter like that to your friends or received a letter that like that and maybe not so many words from your friends um you know i'm sure the person that wrote this letter is is hurting you know if, if you've been friends for for several years or a number of time or you've shared some intimate parts of your life with someone um feeling this way about your friend um, could be detrimental. It, you know, of course, it could 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 affect your mental health. Um, you know, the letter may sound selfish. As I read the letter, I'm thinking this person writing it is is saying that it's all about them. It's about that individual that's writing the letter. They're not addressing what type of friend they've been. Um, now we we can only see one side of the story because. The letter was written and, you know, asked that I comment on it on a podcast episode. I sort of feel like I'm Dear Abby, right, about this letter. Um, But if we kind of take a step back and there's some things that, you know, the letter brought me to start thinking about um, when it comes to friendships. And that is, I'm going to talk through five little separate things and are, you know, are those friends adding value to your life? You know, letter writer, you know, it was kind of a, whoa, pulling my heart out letter, but you seem as though you've decided that this friend isn't adding value to your life. So the number one thing is, are they adding value to your life? Whether it be, you know, with technology, how is social media serving you or people? How is your best friend serving you? You know, and I've been asking myself this question and this month of friendship it just causes you to reflect but some people um they put their 
mental health in jeopardy and don't put their happiness first. Um, and so if your BFF is adding more bad energy than good to your life, you should ask yourself, why are you sticking around? Um, there was a uh, clinical health, clinical and health psychologist, um, Dr. Perinka, um, I don't even know how to say his name, um, um, Yaya, <laughs> says that friends are the soul food that make our lives richer, meaningful, and buffer us from loneliness and isolation. And we know loneliness and isolation, they're linked to physical illness and depression. So if your friends are not feeding your soul, it might be healthiest for you to break up with your friend or with your best friend. So that's number one, are they adding value to your life? And number two, are they helping you grow as a person? Are they helping you grow as a person? You know, like a plant without water, people are capable of stunting your growth. Your BFF, best friend, whatever you call them, maybe someone you keep in your your social circle, social circle or emergency contacts simply because they're someone you've known since childhood or for several, several years. You feel guilty by letting them go. But if they're holding you back from manifesting your own destiny and becoming the best version of yourself, you'll always wonder who's waiting for you on the other side. The person waiting for you may be someone you're more proud to be, or it may be a friend you're more proud to know. So are they helping you grow as a person? Third, are they bringing you down? You know, as you listen to the letter, sounds like this person's bringing that person down. If your friend is constantly putting you down and reconsidering your friendship, you know, I'm sorry, if they're, if they're constantly putting you down and shunning you or not supporting you, you may want to reconsider your friendship because that, that's probably the healthiest bet. Um, you know, because you, you may need to sit down and take a careful stock of the friendship because sometimes what you realize is that you spend your entire friendship feeling that he or she undermines you often, makes jokes at your expense, and never finds a lick of joy in your successes and accomplishments or those, or they pretend to find joy and you know that it's insincere in your successes and accomplishments. As other friends traditionally always did and do, you have to break up with them, right? Because sometimes letting go of that friendship, um, many things in your life could blossom after you walk away from that negative energy. So that's number three, are they bringing you down? Number four, is the relationship a two-way street? So you all have heard this before, creating a give and take relationship is crucial to sustaining a marriage, right? Well, the same principle applies to friendship. If your BFF is constantly seeking your advice, personal belongings, energy, and time, but never gives you those elements back in return, your friendship is only moving in one direction. If you feel you've been given the short end of the stick in your friendship, it's time to have a mature discussion about it. Hopefully, your friend will be receptive and try to improve, but some relationships 
don't have the dynamic for conflict resolution. So if your friend tunes out your constructive criticism, you should you should consider them to consider that uh, with you should consider that they're telling you to hit the road. So you, you they're not going to listen. So you need to then tell them to hit the road so that you can make space in your life for someone who puts in the same amount of effort as you do. So that's number four is your relationship a two way street. And number five, can you rely on them during difficult times? Well, all can be happy, helpful and available when things are going well. I'm sure some of you listening have experienced that, but so often friends who lose a close or best friend or, or let me say it this way. So often, you know, you will lose a best friend or somebody close to you when your life is thrown a curveball. Um, and they're, you know, you, sometimes people call them fair weathered friends, right? Those who you can have fun with, but who drop the ball when a difficult situation comes up. If they're not there when you're going through a divorce, physical ailment, mental health issue, loss of income, um, celebrating your new job, um, or you're going through some some bad times with your current boss and you're frustrated, um, or any other major circumstance in your life, then they're not a true best friend. They're really not. Um, so thinking about what has your friend done to show you that you can't rely on them, right? So let's kind of go back and let me just remind you of what those five things were that, that I kind of talked through. One, are they adding value to your life, right? Remember, um, friends are the soul. I love this. Friends are the soul food. Isn't that awesome? Friends are the soul food that makes our lives richer, meaningful, and buffers us from loneliness and isolation. So we know loneliness and isolation is linked to physical illness and depression. Are your fr Is your friend helping to buffer you from that? If not, I don't know. Number two, are they helping you grow as a person, right? Or are you just feeling guilty that you've always been friends with them, so maybe I should stay their friend. Um, but are they helping you grow? What are they adding to your life? Number three, are they bringing you down, right? Are they putting you down? Are they not supporting you? Are they um, shunning you? Maybe not inviting you to places? You know, are they bringing you down? Is the relationship a two-way street? Just like give and take in marriages. You know, we talked about um, giving and taking when we talked about sex last month, but the same principle, not with sex, but the same principle um, applies to your friendships. Is it a give and take? Are they calling to check on you? Are they celebrating when you celebrate? Are they thinking about you even when you don't expect them, right? Shooting you a text to check and see how you're doing, if that's what you do back for them. Can you rely on them during difficult times? Are they there when a parent has passed or a parent is sick? Um, do they ask about those things? Are you having a difficult time at work? 
and they're checking in on you to make sure things are okay. Um, you know, this person wrote this letter. Sounds very, very painful. Um, and, you know, you may be asking podcast people, why didn't she, she, it is a, a woman, why didn't she talk to her friend? And maybe she had. Sometimes people get to a breaking point. Sometimes it's easier to communicate in a letter. Um, I know earlier in my relationship with my husband, I found it easier to write letters to him when I was feeling frustrated, when I could not, for the life of me, formulate my own words during our conversation because I would get so frustrated that I couldn't think. So earlier, or even, I wouldn't even say earlier, you know, we've changed over the last five years, but for a lot of our relationship, I didn't know how to communicate that well, but I could write down what I thought. And so you all may be asking, why would this person write this letter and not speak to her best friend? Um, I'm, I'm going to assume that they have had a conversation before, because this to me sounds like a letter of, um, I'm done, it's final. Um, but you know, it's, it's some people communicate in, in all sorts of ways. Um, I, uh, one, one quote that I love from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And he said in his quotes, it says, in the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. And so hopefully this person to me is, you know, I think the, the letter, if this is truly how this person feels, as long as they have analyzed, they've thought about some of the things that I've shared, numbers one through five. Um, and if they truly feel in their heart, I, I think that if they wrote that letter and truly want to send it or give it to their friend, at least, at least that's better than not saying anything, right? I think at least they care enough about the individual to send the letter and let them know basically they've had, you know, they're, they're fed up. Um, you know, cause there's another quote that I love is some people aren't loyal to you. They're loyal to their needs of you. And once their needs change, so does their loyalty. Right. And, and I'm not really a big fan of the word loyal. However, I think it's um, very relevant in this conversation. And so, like I said, I, I feel like I'm a like a Dear Abby kind of thing uh, going on. But those five things, I think it's something that you should think about, you know, um, how do you know when it's time? I don't, I don't know if there's a right time. And maybe there's just a time when, you know, you need some space. Um, it's just, um, you know, because sometimes best friends should be those that stand the test of time, right? They're, they should be your security and comfort instead of conflict or turbulence, right? It, it just, oh, man, it really shouldn't be that difficult. Um, but they're just, you know the you, sometimes you end up in different spaces you know you're in different places we all grow um and i'm not you know i'm not always a big blow up i'm not I, you know i don't think that it takes 
a big blow up or betrayal to cause a friendship to end, right? Because as we age, we evolve and so, so do our friends. And we sometimes end up in very different places where we no longer feel connected. And that doesn't mean that it's bad. Sometimes that just happens. You know, you may feel like you have less in common than you used to and that your interests, values, and schedules, they just don't match up as well as they did when you first became friends. Um, you might also become less invested in your friendship than the other person, you know, but re remember a healthy friendship is reciprocal. It's that give and take. And in order for a friendship to work, both friends need to be equally invested. I'll say that again, both friends need to be equally invested and motivated to see it continue. And once someone has quote unquote checked out, it can really take away from the benefits that we should be getting from the friendship and make it much less likely that the friendship will survive. Um, and of course, being in different places doesn't automatically mean you need to end your friendship, right? Because there are absolutely ways to find, ways to, to maintain a friendship when you're at different stages of your life. But every now and then it's important to evaluate how your friendship is evolving and if you are both still committed. Um, there's no blueprint, there's no rule book for ending a relationship or ending a friendship. Um, so it all depends on you, your relationship, and the reason for the breakup. But what I will say again is distancing, distancing yourself or ghosting that friend is the ultimate form of rejection. So I think this letter, whether we agree with it or not, um, it's better than doing that. Right, because distancing is is something that's very different, and, and uh, you know it just sucks. So not calling or texting as often, or finding ways to gradually with, withdraw your effort, energy, and involvement, it gives you both the chance to get used to the change in your friendship without making it overwhelmingly personal or uncomfortable. It is also just a way to let your friendship run its course organically. You know, distancing yourself. I, I think though, letting a person know. Um, because ghosting and distancing, just a bad form of, of rejection. I just doesn't, don't think that that's fair. And sometimes you just got to change the terms, you know, um, you got to protect yourself. You got to decide to see your friend in a group setting, maybe adopt one-on-one, -on -one, um, only do certain activities together or speak about certain topics, you know, um, being straightforward, leave it open. Um, just like you might never have expected to grow apart, you might be surprised at your desire to reconnect later. That's why, you know, it can help to keep your options open, either by being direct, just like this letter has done it, or by staying connected on social media um, and checking in with each other from time to time, like birthdays, anniversaries, or big events. Um, but of course, you don't want to give someone false hope or mixed messages. You know, if you're clear in your mind that your decision is to end the friendship and that's a permanent one, I think this letter is appropriate. But there's usually no harm done by leaving the door open for a future relationship as both as long as you both understand the current state of your friendship. So person, I appreciate that you were vulnerable enough to write that letter to ask for some feedback. I, again, I feel like Dear Abby, right? Because um, it seems so um, interesting to, to kind of be commenting on friendships um, to this to this 
degree, but I find it fascinating. And if any of you have any more questions or any feedback, please make sure you go on to our Facebook page, All Things Dorothy's Daughter, send me a message, go on my Instagram page, or you can even shoot me a tweet. Go on Twitter to All Things Dorothy's Daughter as well. And I will answer your questions as much as possible. I'm not an expert, but what I do know is um, it's important to, to think these things out. So I thank you for trusting All Things Dorothy's Daughter with your heart. I hope this conversation with myself was helpful. Um, my hope is that you find peace and joy with whatever decision you make because ultimately it is your life and it's your mental health that's important. So for all of you listening, thank you so much for joining All Things Dorothy's Daughter. Please, please suggest it for a friend. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Google Podcasts, and subscribe on Spotify. It's on other services as well, but those are the three that seem to be getting the most the most traction. So please go on and subscribe, like it, um, leave me a comment again, either on Facebook. Also let us know what you think about the podcast. Leave a comment if you can, um, on Apple or, or one of the other options. So thank you so much for joining and make it a great day, morning or evening, depending on where you are.